Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Success Codes podcast. I'm your host, Melinda Van Fleet, and I am super excited to have a very like-minded fellow spiritual business coach, business owner. She's just an amazing entrepreneur in general with me today, Crystal Lynn. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to dive in and have this beautiful conversation with you. So thank you for having me. You are welcome. I'm so grateful you're here. We are going to be jumping right in. And in the spirit of jumping right in, I want to preface a couple things. I'm going to put Carissa Lynn's bio in the show notes instead of reading it. It's just I want to jump right in. We have so much juicy stuff to talk about. And also, she has an amazing story of how she started her business, which we're going to be talking a lot about today, which is called Crushed After Care. And she's also a podcaster. And her podcast is called The Successful CEO. And she shares her story in her podcast episodes. And I will put um, two links to that in the show notes. So I'm hopeful that you'll want to learn more about Krissa and you'll go back and listen to her podcast and binge all of her amazing episodes and connect with her online as well. So we are going to dive right in. So Chris and I actually know each other from being in Cassie Howard's world, let's say. And if you've been listening to my podcast, you know that Cassie Howard is my sales mentor and she was on episode 66. So if you want to connect with Cassie, go back and listen to that podcast. But Chris and I were in Cassie's inner circle at the same time. I know I joined Inner Circle in August of 2022, and now we're in the same mastermind group under Cassie. So we've been like in each other's world like a little bit, but we've never spoken like Zoom to Zoom before, and she lives up in Canada. So this will be a really cool, exciting conversation because I want to talk to her about branding, taking action, um, being in business with her husband. We have so many topics we can talk about. (laughs) So in the essence of that, one of the things that Krista and her husband, Andrew, took part in last Friday, and I'm recording this on a Monday, was an an interview process, let's say. I'm going to kick it off to her in a second for a, a TV show in Canada called Dragon's Den, which is similar to a shark tank. And um, it's I'm just like bubbling with excitement for you. So I want you to just talk about it. Tell us about your experience and how this all like transpired. I'm giving you the mic, girl. <laughs> Where do we even begin? Um, well, first of all, you did your homework. So I loved hearing <laughs> you're knowing the name of my product company. You know my husband's name. I'm like, good on you, Melinda. <laughs> you know me inside and out. Um, oh, my gosh. Where do I begin with Dragon's Den? I mean, if you want to hear like a crazy story about you know, eight, nine years ago, I remember Andrew and I, we were sitting there new, new parents, we have three kids, and we'd sit there on a Friday night, and we would binge Shark Tank, like we were like loving Shark Tank. And at that time, I was a full time kindergarten teacher, he was full time working at the jail as a corrections officer, you know, like a guard type thing. And we would watch the show and he would joke around to me. And this is before I was even an entrepreneur. He would joke around and be like, go, go um, invent something. Like think of something creative. I'm like, you think about something creative. We're just kind of joking around and dreaming, dreaming the big life kind of thing. And I would literally sit there and start thinking about these different inventions. 
And I would go and tell him, like, oh, this would be a great invention. This would be a great invention. And it's just funny to look back because we were manifesting even before I had started a business. And then, um, and I had actually even bought, as I started my business, my product business, I had bought Arlene Dickinson. She's a dragon for Canada, for Dragon's Den is what our show is called instead of Shark Tank. I had bought her book too, right around the time when I had started my product business. And at first it was just for fun. It was just a hobby. I was making lip balms and bath bombs and just experimenting with natural products and essential oils. And it was, I was doing it while I was teaching kindergarten and I had two kids at the time and I just started to snowball and and it became bigger. But um, anyway, fast forward to, I was at this uh, business uh, event for moms. It was called Mompreneur Canada. They've changed their name now. And I remember there was one speaker there and she had one dragon's den. We say one, she basically got a deal with a dragon and she used to be a teacher. And I remember I thought, oh my goodness, like she's so famous. And I was so just like starstruck because she had made a deal and she had been on TV. And I had, I had gone up to her and introduced myself. And I had even messaged her on Instagram saying, I love meeting you. You know, you used to be a teacher. You have three kids. We're like kind of the same. And one day, you know, if I apply for Dragon's Den, I'll have to come your way. And this was like four, four or five years ago that this happened. Literally, I'm getting chills telling you this story. I was watching Dragon's Den just before Christmas. And I started just thinking, why would I apply to that? I wonder how you apply. So I grabbed my phone. I'm in bed upstairs, you know, on a Friday night and I Google and they were having auditions or not auditions, but this application you can apply. And I was like, why haven't I done this? And this like fear, like this kind of doubt or fear came in for a split second where it was like, this is a big process. Like how will I even apply? Will I have to get like good video footage? Like all those thoughts were coming through. Am I at the point yet where they would want to make a deal? And I just was like, no, I'm going to do this. So I looked into it and yeah, we, we did this whole, we, we hired my cousin who her and her husband owned this marketing uh, company. They created it. So they came, they created the pitch with us. I ended up hiring Elaine is her name. I ended up hiring one of the Dragon's Den's winners, the one who I had met four years and had said one day when I go for Dragon's Den, or I think I said like, if I do at the time, uh, I'll come to you. So I ended up messaging her and being like, I'm going to be applying. Can you help me with my pitch? And so we, you know, did a one hour call together and she helped me to know how to create a pitch and um, yeah, and we created this this application video with the media team. It was a 12-hour day of shooting. This was just before Christmas. But our application video is so good. I don't good. know. It is good, everyone. You have to see it. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I submitted that video to Dragon's Den. And then it was just before Christmas. And we found out end of January, on the last day of January, we didn't hear a thing. And I thought... I guess we didn't get through to the next round. Like I was kind of surprised because I was like, this video is so good. Um, But the last day in January, we got the email saying, congratulations. Um, You've made it through to the next round. Come in a week, come in a week. And you have to now audition in person in Toronto in front of the Dragon's Den producers. So that was the whole process. But it's really cool to see that the whole manifestation, right? And then it actually became... Of reality, even just the experience of going in front of the producers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's funny you said the time, 
because I noticed the timestamps when I was like digging through your Instagram and preparing. And yes, I did prepare for this interview, everyone. So <laughs> Chris is right. I did. And um, and I, I saw, I was like, oh my gosh, she found out like within a month. So to you, it was long. To me, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like amazingly quick. So yeah. that's just funny because I wrote yeah. down time as one of our topics. So <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a well, and it wasn't very clear on the website. It just said in-person auditions will be in February. So I kind of knew because if it was in-person, I knew that there was like this time frame of at some point before February, I should find out. So yeah, I agree with you. It, it could have been longer, but I applied kind of late, right? But that was because it didn't hit me until that one night before Christmas. I should apply. So That's so cool. So what was it like when you went up there? Like, oh my gosh, I don't know if it's oh up there. My. To me, it's up there. So yes. Okay. So yeah, it was. Oh, so I pictured coming, you know, like American Idol, how when they go to audition, they're in their own room and they're up on the stage. That's what I, I pictured it. But when you walked in, it was like a big open space at CBC, which is like a Canada broadcasting channel. Um, in, in downtown Toronto. And so it was in this big room. There was a stage with all this dragon den like videos. And you might've seen that if you saw one of my uh, videos, my reels that I did. And, um, but they had about five tables out in the open and two producers were at every table. And so everyone else who was auditioning that was, you know, got the email invited to come to the audition, sat in chairs and we all were, we all got a number. So we came early. So we were number lucky. We were lucky number 13, which Taylor Swift, like my daughter's obsessed. So I'm like, oh, yeah, 13 is Taylor Swift's like favorite number. My daughter's good. It's, it's good, right? It's good. So, um, yeah, you you go up to the table to the two producers and you literally just do your pitch. You have your product there, but there's the other people pitching beside you. So, and it's wide open. So people can walk by and watch you pitching and everyone else who's waiting their turn is sitting in their chairs and they can see you. It's kind of far away. Like the chairs were far so they could see from afar. <laughs> um, so it wasn't what I really envisioned. Um, and they're like, just bring the energy. The uh, senior producer said hello to everyone, got up on stage and kind of pumped up the energy and just said like, give it your all, bring your energy. That's what they want to see. What are you going to show up like on TV? Like do this here. Um, so it was exciting. It was really exciting. Wow. So were you, that's, that's cool. And so the coach you hired, she didn't kind of talk about the lay of the land. Well, she, so it was like 10 or 12 years ago when she okay. had done Dragon Gen. So, so much has changed. Now they have an online process. Whereas before it'd be show up and just pitch. Whereas now they filter through people. So instead of just anyone and everyone can come off the streets, they have where you have to submit the video. They filter through and then there's that second round. So it was, a, so she, it was a different ball game back then. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, so were you, were you nervous? Like, I know you're a strong, confident woman. So for the audience, everyone know that like, she's, not, <laughs> she's not like a shy mouse in the corner, but like, were you still kind of nervous? Like what was going through your head? I, I, well, one thing is, is I am very happy that I have like 15 years of teaching experience, speaking in front of people, coaching and doing trainings and programs because I've had to speak in front of people time and time again. My husband has none of that experience. So I was the one that did the pitch <laughs> because I can remember, right? I have my memory. I can memorize things. Although as a kid, 
I remember refusing to do a speech because I was so terrified to get in front of the class. And so to go from that to now I'm going to pitch and have to remember my lines in front of, you know, producers of this big show. Um, it, it was kind of, it was fun to reflect on that and go, wow, like, look at even people who are introverts or afraid to speak in front of crowds, you know, they can evolve and, and get better at it. But I was definitely the few days before I kept rehearsing the lines over and over because I thought I can do it now easily in front of my husband, but in front of them, will I get distracted? Will I be so nervous that I forget what line comes next? So I did stumble a little bit, but not where they would have noticed because they didn't know what the pitch was. So it's still, there's a couple little stumbles, but I, I still felt like I crushed it, but Definitely my tummy was turning a little, like as we were about to go, I could feel my heart racing, you know, and I said to my husband, my heart, I could feel my heart beating. He's like, me too. But as soon as we started to walk up to them, we were just like full energy, shake their hands. I was very, I'm very dramatic too. So when I'm giving the pitch, I, I put a lot of, you know, um, just a lot of energy and excitement into it. Yeah. Awesome. So do you know if you, if you are going, I know this is a big question, and I don't know if you can answer it. Do you know if you're going to the next round? So the way they do it is basically they say, we don't call, or you don't call us, we'll call you kind of situation. So end of March, we'll find out. So the next process would be when, I'm going to say when, I'm going to manifest it. Yes, um, yes, yes. We'll be, we'll be end of March. So we have a whole, what, month and a half. But I mean, I'm the type of person where it's the surrender now. It's like, yes. we gave it our all. We crushed it with knowing our numbers and the pitch, and we were so passionate about our business. And now it's about, basically, though, it's about are we TV worthy? It has, it's like our business is incredible. We believe and we are so passionate about it. But then it really is in the hands of the producers on do they think that we would be good for the ratings, yeah. be good for the mm -hmm. Yeah. And the people, I'm so glad you brought that up. Because I don't think people really realize that. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's such an important caveat. I know years ago, I interviewed for a, a big speaking competition. And I made it all the way to the end. And I didn't get it because my content wasn't what she was trying to curate to. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, like what? And I cried and I, you know, it ended up there was COVID. So it, the whole thing went, uh -huh. you know, shitter anyways. But you know what I mean? Like there's these like things that we don't think about as, mm -hmm. you know, producers yeah. and TV producers, because that's just not at least my lane. So I don't know that. So yeah, you're right. But you have, I don't know your husband, obviously, but you know, you have such a great energy. Like you're definitely TV worthy. So I'm just going to assume Andrew is too. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And we feel the same. So yeah, we, we can see it. We already know who we want to partner with and all the things. So yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I know someone here in Miami that she was just on the food network in mm -hmm. Canada for a baking show and she won and it was eight months before the show aired. So for eight months, she couldn't tell anyone that she had won. So yeah. So yeah. I think there's quiet. I'll know you won. So. <laughs> there, yes. I think there is. And even we had, they had a dragon's Den market a couple days before the audition. So we went to that. We went to Toronto a couple days early 
And we met a lot of the people who were on the show or, and some who had gotten a deal as well, but they did, they were kind of hush hush, like a few of them about things. And that's because if you're in negotiations or you're in a contract, um, they couldn't really reveal too much. And a lot, and actually this might be surprising for your audience. Um, sometimes they make a deal on the show, but it doesn't actually pan out later. And then sometimes even when they do, it can take up to a year or a couple of years to actually sit with the dragon and, you know, create with them. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I've heard, I've heard that about Shark Tank and, um, at first I was kind of blown away, but then I was like, well, it makes sense. You know, they're on the spot and then they have to do due diligence and really look at everything. But I've always heard that regardless, it's just amazing freaking exposure and yeah. your business yeah. sell out overnight because, you know, it goes mm-hmm. crazy the day that it airs. So, yeah. And, and even, even now it is though, even now, just like the excitement around auditioning and making it through to the second round, um, our customers are all freaking out and supporting us and they're all excited and influx of orders too since then. So yeah, yeah, yeah I know it's cool. So when everyone goes back and listens to Chris's podcast, she talks a lot about like following her intuition and and even like serendipity, like with the with the lashes story. And um, I just think that's so cool. And then obviously yeah. this is in alignment with that, like beautifully. Yeah. So I'm just laughing because I actually told that little bit of the story to the producers. They had asked, how did the how did it even begin? Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing. He's like, because I am that intuition, follow your soul. Listen. And I said it was an intuitive hit. And mm-hmm. I listened to my intuition. Mm-hmm. And so he was kind of laughing after. He's like, I don't know what they would have thought about you. And I was like, but that's the story. That's what happened. It was literally came to me. <laughs> um, and I tell that story to everyone. So why would I change it for the producers of Dragon's Done? <laughs> well, honestly, though. Why would they be surprised? Because that's how it works. So um, maybe just no one had the understanding of that's how it works or the courage to share. (laughs) And you had the courage to share, you know, without like worrying if they're going to, you know, judge you, (laughs) pun intended. But yeah, that that's like super, super cool. So I want to talk to, so I, 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 you know, I know you're going, so for sure. Um, So I want to talk to you about the the importance of mentorship. So you mentioned that you, you know, had hired someone to help you with that. And I know we both believe strongly in mentorship. So I'd love your take on um, how mentorship has helped you over the years. And um, especially in regards to like, like your branding, your messaging and like pivoting things over time. I think that would be really interesting for the audience. Yeah. I mean, where do we even begin? I think you can try to do things on your own. You can. I don't know if you will get there without the without investing. Maybe. Maybe you would. Uh, but definitely it's, it's night and day for me. When I look at who I was before I had the mentors I did, invested in, you know, certain masterminds, certain leaders, is everything my marketing my branding who I am as a leader I I would not be here because I just wouldn't have that knowledge I wouldn't have that knowledge you know maybe there would have been some growth through action and you know other things but yeah definitely I have learned so much and just 
become a more powerful, confident uh, leader. Um, I'm even thinking about this experience when you're saying about hiring hiring someone to help you with Dragon's Den. But it's like, I think there's this whole thing too for me where if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go big, mm-hmm. you know? So I hired, I could, you know what, for the application, you could literally grab your phone and press record and be like, hi, I'm Carissa, owner of Crush Doctor Care, and just submit. Like there was an option to press hit record. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. This is a huge moment. Like this is something big to me. So this means I'm going to go above and beyond to make sure when I apply, I, I reached out to someone who had won before, paid, invested in that to have her time to see, you know, what would be involved in a pitch, what would be a great pitch. And then even hiring for the video, I could have just recorded from my phone. My husband could have held the phone. We could have went like this. I was like, no, we are going, like, I am going above and beyond. I'm going to blow them out of the water here. And invested was a big investment. It's not when you have someone, um, you know, creating the pitch and doing the whole thing for a 12 hour, I mean, making that whole video, big investment there. So, I mean, for me, it's, I want to go really big. So I don't want to do the bare minimum. I want to get, and I'm not saying I'm always like huge, big investments all the time. Like I also have to look at, um, you know, your, your numbers and, you know, income coming in and income, because I have two businesses too. Right. Um, but in situations, you know, certain situations, it's like, I desire their support. I know where I want to go. And I know that these people have the brains to help me. And that's where it is too, with even coaching, you know, with my own coaching business as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you feel, um, so first of all, thank you for sharing that. Do you feel that um, in your coaching business, let's say that women sometimes, and it could be men, it could go either way, but let's just say women for the sake of this conversation, struggle with perhaps their partner not being supportive of them getting the mentorship and how has that been with you and Andrew? Definitely. That would definitely be, yeah, I can see that. And it's been, it's something that he's used to now, but definitely wasn't something he was used to. Um, However, it's been a lot of, because I started both of the businesses. So it's been a lot of me just investing because this is, I put in the work, I put in the time, you know, so if I want to invest in my growth, like I'm going to do that. So it's just, I know every partnership is different. Some people will sit and have a conversation and have to look at, I was never like that. I was like, this is my business. This is my choice. I'm doing what I want to do. You can come, you can go. I don't care. This is what I'm doing. Like that was just how I did it. Um, When it was, has been like really big investments though, I did have a conversation, but it wasn't ever a choice. It was, it was, I'm bringing this to the table to let you know, this is something I'm doing, but I wanted to tell him about the benefits that will come with it just to put him at ease. Because for me, investing became a norm, whereas he was used to working at the jail, a certain income, and that's mind blowing crazy. But he was also witnessing the growth and he was also witnessing, you know, my results. And even when there were times where he would ask, you know, have you seen any results from this investment? Um, I would say, well, I've left my job. You've now left your job, you know, like, so I brought in more of the, it's not always, oh, I'm making a million dollars a month. 
because money comes in, but also money goes out, especially in a product business as well, right? There's a lot of overhead and, and all of that. And so it's also pointing out the growth and evolution of being able to leave our jobs and the freedom we have and um, the experiences and just the evolution as well of me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's so important. And my heart does go out when women will say, Oh, I asked my husband and he said, yeah. no. And because I have a similar um, relationship with my husband that you, you do as well. Like I just tell Ryan, this is, this is what I'm doing. Like, and you know, we are 50, 50 on good karma, sport fishing and coaching. So I've always looked at it too. Is like everything I learn also goes into his sport fishing mm-hmm. business, like everything. Yeah. Um, I'm the person behind the scenes. So like coaching ideas, like program ideas, like all of that stemmed from me being yes. in different containers and hearing things and going, okay, we could adapt this for this and, and, and move and groove. And when he struggles with something in, in one of his coaching containers or with one of his private clients, like, I'm like, oh, I remember when so-and-so had that happen and this, you're not alone, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that yeah. really, if you're someone out there struggling you have those conversations with your spouse or partner and, and just like, you know, Krista said, like share the benefits. So, cause they may just not understand. I think yeah. we get so used to being in this lane <laughs> that we assume everyone knows what it's like to have a coach and the majority of the world really still doesn't. So, yeah, so yeah. yeah just to share yeah. more and educate your, mm-hmm. um, and so, and have them watch our video. So <laughs> I do remember having one conversation once, this might help, where I talked to him about, you know, the billionaires and millionaires that are out there. And and I pinpointed a few, you know, well-known people. Mm -hmm. And I said, do you think that they became millionaires or billionaires on their own without ever investing in a mentor and a coach? I'm like, every single one of them did to get to where they are. And so that was one conversation I had to, to kind of bring it to the table of if we're wanting to go here, look at like, there's nobody, I mean, it'd be very rare if there was someone who did that and they never had a mentor and they never invested in the. I mean, I think that's very rare if it did end up happening. So um, that was something I brought. And I think it kind of turned the wheels or the perspective mm-hmm. on his end going, oh yeah, like she's right. And it's just kind of more of the norm now. (laughs) His nervous system can handle it now. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. Because I do think that that is more common than we realize. And as coaches, like we may have talked to somebody and then we don't hear back from them. And sometimes I wonder if their spouse or partner kiboshed at all, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it just makes me sad because I see that they're like in the same place, you know, years later and they haven't moved forward. Yes. Yeah. 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 So another thing you and I are in a total agree on from what I can tell is consistency. (laughs) Are you going to bring out the pitchforks? (laughs) What's that? I'm like, Oh, are they going to bring out the pitchforks? I always say that like in my content, have you seen it? But I'll say pitchforks. I did a post the other day about me being the villain in your story. Oh, that's right. (laughs) But it's just like such a no brainer. I just don't like, and I don't know. I'm tossing this to you, girl. So can you share? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it's a huge core value of my brand. People will know, like, and, and I'm sticking by it. I'm not going to 
put my guard down. Is that what the saying is? I will not. Um, because I, I mean, I have had backlash. I have had, um, I mean, I remember a client left my world because she said my teachings are toxic and it was, yeah. And it, and it was because I believe in taking action. I believe you have to be consistent. I believe you have to do more than what the average would do to get the above average results. Like this is what I, I know to be true because this is what's been my truth. And so I'm not going to lead because somebody else says you don't have to be consistent and you get to be, you know, ease all the time and playing all the time. That would be me out of integrity. It's just not how I've grown two businesses, three children, you know, been able to have my husband leave his job. It's just not the story. Um, but people, there are some people, not everyone, um, who get offended by me saying, you know, you're not where you want to be because you're not being consistent or um, taking action or doing more and having work ethic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I just, I don't see it any other way. Like I just, I, I've tried, I've gone down the path of like listening Mm -hmm. to the coaches that are in that camp. And I'm just like, and I'll even like try to force myself to try to do that, which goes (laughs) against my nature. And I'm like, things just aren't happening people. I don't get it. So (laughs) like you just think everything's going to magically drop in your lap. I, God bless you. Like you just got some magic juice that I don't have. So I don't know. But yeah, yeah, I believe in showing up consistently. I don't believe you have to rack out your nervous system or be like psycho about it, but Mm -hmm. um, finding what works for you and being consistent about it and then learning and growing and tweaking along the way is like super important. Like I'm always experimenting. You're always doing things. So um, I just think it's it's major. So this kind of segues into time, which is my favorite topic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've been in business for eight years. Like, that's amazing. And when would you say you felt like you were starting to get momentum, some traction, like you were like, okay, I'm, I'm starting to get out of the weeds a little bit. Like, what would you say? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying to think for both. So my product business, a little different. I feel like it's funny, like even talking about our coach, Cassie, because she's even had these conversations where it seems like the product business has just evolved and grown more easily. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just been a natural, like it just happens and I don't have to be putting so much effort and thought and, but it's different as a product. Yeah. Right, we're service. I mean, we're leaders, right? So our our content and our who we are as leaders and how we lead ourselves in a market and what we say in our brand. I mean, it's a whole different ball game. Um, I would say with the product business, it would be about three, about four years, maybe in. I'm really trying to think about this one. Four, five years. Then I was like, whoa, like it's taking over my home and we're going to have to move out of this house or not move, but like the business will. It started in my home, right? Um, Yeah. So I'd be about five years in. And then coaching, I've been in for six years. I'd say about four years in. I mean, I was also teaching at the same time. So I wasn't, you know what I mean, as putting out certain offers and having a client's journey. It was more about, here's my one session or I'm going to do a masterclass. You know, there wasn't really much strategy for the first few years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's cool. And thanks for sharing both lenses. Cause 
um, as you know, people quit way too soon or they don't realize that there's just um, time involved. Yeah. And then um, when I was listening to your podcast, like you were talking about like going, you know, all in, like you quit being a teacher and then you, you know, retired Andrew. And and I do believe in that as scary as it is, I did it the same as I had to burn my sales business in August of 2021. And like, mm. I'm not going back and forth. Am I a sales coach or am I a sales rep? You know, like it was, you know, that back and forth energy and um, yeah, it's super scary. My husband, like, that was not a good day because <laughs> yeah. I made a lot of money and he was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm quitting. And he's like, oh, that's not so good. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, explain like your point of view on that, because I think it's also important for people to look at that as far as the entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. And so you mean like the length of time it does take and, and like quitting your job. Like when do you go from like job to like, from like, you know, jump all in on the side hustle, let's say. Yeah. And I, and I do actually think some people quit the job too soon. So they expect it to happen overnight. And they think if I go all in and I just quit my job and I have all my energy and hours towards this business, it's just going to explode. Mm -hmm. and, and that can happen for people. But the way I did it was I still had my job and I grew my business, right? I grew both my businesses while holding my job. And then I went down to part-time teaching, still grew the business until it got to the point where I was like, okay, I have, I just have to, like, there's, my kids kept getting sick. Like there's universe kept throwing boulders in my way. That's where I knew it was the year to job. And there was also the fear of my husband too. So speaking of partners, he was afraid for me to leave. So there was a year where then I went to the part-time, but then our daycare quit and our kids were getting sick. And then it was just a total gong show that he was like, oh my gosh, quit, Chris. I need you quit your job. Like this is just too crazy because he would have to take sick days from his job and then I didn't. It was so stressful. So I think for me, it was just the signs were there and it was time, even though it was scary. Uh, and then I took the leap. But I mean, we've only grown both businesses since then. So I think it's, it will be your intuition knowing, um, but also looking at logistics. I think you got to bring in some realistic things too and go, okay, if I, like we were paying for daycare at the same time too. So I had to kind of look at how much income was coming in. Would we be able to cover our daycare? Would we, you know, all of that. And so part-time made sense until it didn't. <laughs> um, so I just want to throw that out there. And I think there's no shame in holding a job while you're growing your business. Um, and then, yeah. And then as for the time, it does take normally, I'm going to say normally, because there has been some people who I've been in masterminds with and they're like, it's my first six months or I'm, it's a year. And they're having like these huge, like 50, 60, $80,000 months. So I'm like, you're the anom anomaly, but they're not really because they usually have years of sales experience, marketing experience that I found. Um, or like one was already a fitness trainer and had started a fitness business. And then she went into coaching and it was huge, but she had like 10 years of sales experience. So, I mean, normally it's a good, you know, few years, I would say to build up where, you know, you're feeling quite good. Yeah, no, I appreciate you sharing that because entrepreneurs in general, I feel don't share time enough. And yeah. And when everyone's seen everyone, you know, sharing on social media and they think, oh, it's just going to happen like in a year, yeah. they're 
that big word anomaly. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And even then, like even now we want to go into a whole new level in um in so many ways. And then there's this like patience, patience, right? <laughs> Cassie's always told me patience, grasshopper. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it's still, you know, you always, when you're wanting to go big, you're always like, why am I not over here? And then you're like, okay, it's all going to happen. It's all going to unfold. We really have to trust the journey, trust that it's working for us, even when you're eight years in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is, that's the journey and it keeps on going. I, I feel the same way about some things. So yeah, that's amazing. Is there anything else you want to share? I love everything you shared. I'm so grateful you're on the podcast. Anything you want to throw out as far as an offer, you can share whatever your heart desires, my friend. Oh my. Um, no, just come on over to my Instagram. I feel like come binge my content. <laughs> come come see me just tell you what needs to happen to uh, grow your business. I have a free community. So it's in my highlights over on Instagram. This is where I hang out is Instagram. So um, I have a free money abundance community. You can come over here and come into that. Otherwise, yeah, come check out my stories and come to my feed and see all the binge all the things and save all the posts <laughs> to help you <laughs> with your business. I love it. I love it. And she has an amazing Instagram. So definitely check it out. And yeah, I'm just, again, grateful that you spent the time with us today. Thank you. And thanks for sharing about Dragon's Den. I was excited. I was going to kind of have like some early scoop. (laughs) I know. I know. That would be nice if they just told you. But, and you know, the the worst part is like, you don't know though, right? Because you leave, you're like, I did really well, but then do they want us for TV? Yes. So (laughs) did you meet other contestants? Did you network with other people? Okay. Yeah. There were people around us that we chatted with and it was interesting to see the different there was a lot of actually this is kind of it was funny we're like bye and then we're like actually this yeah is no different. I love that go on <laughs> um even at the market there was a lot of food and beverage and apparel which I thought was interesting because those are really hard markets to get into um and even the day of for the actual audition the same um food beverage apparel one lady it was it was it was a really great idea and it was more of a vision uh, but it was a great idea so um but it was interesting to see people i mean some had papers in their hand and they they were going to read from it one asked if they should and i was like oh no <laughs> memorize uh, so that was kind of interesting I was like try to do it without the paper um so yeah so it just showed like different people were in different spaces right when it came to their confidence and um where they were at in their businesses and the different business ideas so but yeah it was nice to connect and and talk to everyone that was auditioning and they're yeah. only picking 100 100 people for the next round and they have I think four or five other ones, like in different locations in Canada of the auditions. So. Gotcha. Yeah. So they pick a hundred. So then is there another round after that? Or, you know, you're on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So a hundred will be picked to go in front of the dragons. Okay. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. And then they, then they have everyone for the year for their season basically. Yeah. So then what they do is in April, you'll spend time with the producers, you know, perfecting the pitch. They help you write it, get ready for the show. And then beginning of May is when you would come to Toronto for three days. And that's when at some point you do your actual pitch to the dragons for the show. Yeah. (laughs) So it's all actually quite quick, right? Because then that would happen beginning of May. 
Oh yeah. That's like within six months to have like from start to finish for client. Yeah. That's actually pretty fast. Yeah. So. What is it? So what's February is it February, March, April. So three months since the audition, it would be. Yeah. So it is fast. Yeah. Yeah. Since wow. I applied. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. I love it. Love we'll it. keep everyone updated. Yes. Yes. So again, follow her, listen to her podcast. So you can definitely get scoop on what's going on and just connect with her in general. So thank you so much. Thanks everyone for being here. And I appreciate you. Thank you. Bye Thanks, for now. Melinda.